1: Hey, hey, friends. Welcome, welcome back to the show. Today in the guest chair, I have Dominique Brown, a multi-hyphenate creative. She is the artist and founder behind Domo Inc., a lifestyle brand that contributes art, apparel, and home decor in celebration of diversity and empowerment. Her work spans illustrating art panels for a line of Samsung refrigerators to art directing a whole home decor line for Target. You've probably seen and purchased her work from Target, as a matter of fact. And in today's episode, she shares how her side hustle went from Instagram posts to Target stores how she approaches conversations with major brands regarding pricing and licensing her art, how she manages the financial ups and downs of entrepreneurship, and so much more. Let's get right into it. All right, all right. So welcome officially, Dominique, to the guest chair. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for being here as we were talking in the pre-show and I was just sharing how much I love your work and I've seen it for a while. And it's so I'm so happy that I finally have you in the guest chair to share a little bit about your unique path and experience in side hustling. So let's take it back a little bit. You know, when were you first bitten by the side hustle bug?
2: I feel like I've been bitten by the side hustle bug since like 2018. Hmm. Uh, When I first started, I, I was, I wasn't really thinking I was selling earrings and pins. I wasn't (sighs) even like thinking of selling my art prints. I didn't think that there was that big of a, I guess, a market for black art. So I just started selling some earrings and pins on Etsy and it was bringing in some cash and then eventually I gave it up because I was like, okay, I, I really want to buy a house. I can't okay. buy a house selling earrings and pins on the side. <laughs> so I ended up doing two jobs. Um, okay. At one point, I was doing marketing for real estate. I was doing marketing for healthcare. So then eventually, like during the pandemic, I decided to give up the real estate job and then just focus on trying to pay up a side hustle which is Domino Inc now.
1: Now you have you always known you were an artist like I know some people discover the skill kind of accidentally how long have you been an artist and when did you discover this talent?
2: I feel like I've always been an artist, I could say. I feel like I've always been drawing. I, I remember like my first memory of me drawing was when I was in preschool. I was drawing this lady with like super long hair. Oh. I mean, if I probably saw the drawing now, it probably looks a mess. It's probably just like.
1: <laughs> but in your recollection, like, it was beautiful. Right? In
2: my heart, yeah, in my heart, I want to say it was gorgeous. It was yeah. Picasso like. Um, but I remember my teacher was like, oh, this is so great. And I think like that, like motivation, I kind of just kept me wanting to draw as a kid. But then when I got to high school I really like took it on because I started I had like an AP art course. Ooh. I started going to USC for fine art classes. So I really
1: just took it on seriously in high school. Oh, that's so awesome that you had those art classes. Shout out to great teachers and shout out to schools that keep their art programs. So you grew up in California, were able to take classes at USC. Then what was your career path from school to what you're currently doing?
2: I'll say like so. When I was in high school, I took like like I took one art class, and then I ended up taking like I can't even think it's probably like intermediate art. Mm-hmm. And I took it with this teacher. His name was Mr. Gilstrap. He was like, "Your work is really great." Because at first, I was just in there goofing off in class, wasn't taking it serious. And I did one assignment, and he was like, "Oh, this is cool. this is pretty cool." So he put me in this program called Rhyme and Arts, which I would Rhyming to arts. anybody. Yeah, Ryman Arts. R Y M A N. What's Arts. that about? It's it's amazing. It's a good program for like high school kids. Um, they can go to. I don't know where the schools are now, but like when mm-hmm. I was in there, it was like you can take courses at USC, um, and you're taught by college college professors nice. on how to do like life drawing. I like just painting. They had a bunch of different courses, and it, and also they had like mentors come in and speak to us and show us different pathways for us as artists. Like we can go go work for Disney, we can go into animation. Like it was so many different options that they were showing us, and I think that really like gave me a path into what I wanted to do when I went to college. Um, so when I got to, I ended up going to community college first because I couldn't afford art school. I wasn't going to go in debt, so <laughs> I went to I went to Mount San Antonio, um, and. I studied graphic design. I got my AA in that. And then I did my next two years at Cal Poly Pomona and communication. That was like the back way route into going into marketing. And then after that, I went to Cal State Dominguez Hills and got my MBA.
1: So first of all, I love what you shared about that program. And that's why mm-hmm. programs like that are so important. And I, we will link to that. Hopefully we can find it because exposure is everything, right? Like I just yeah. discovered the other day, or uh, another guest on the show talked about, like, Disney Imagineers, you know? Like, I didn't even know about that career path, or that's what they call their creators. So you can't be what you literally don't know. You And, and if you only think, yeah. oh, an artist is painting for museums, like, you don't realize, like, there are all these different ways you can use your gift.
2: Yes, yeah, absolutely. I think, like, one of the, like, Part of the program, they had it to where you can go to Disney Animation Studios and they do a portfolio mm-hmm. review. And I just brought my artwork and they had gave me like good marks. And I like really like pushed me too I was like, oh, maybe I could be an artist. Yeah. Um, I just got to figure out which path I want to go in. And I just chose the more I wanted to go into marketing.
1: So once you went into marketing, at what point did you say, I want to also sell my artwork on the side?
2: i think well i think about the success of etsy like when uh-huh. i was selling the pins and earrings i was so once once the pandemic hit i was like okay i have time i mm-hmm. i'm in the house like i'm working remote now so i decided to start selling my artwork on etsy just to see i just wanted to see what was going to happen and people started buying um and then i ended up creating my own website which is domoinc.com mm-hmm. and people started shopping there and then i started like going through like like third-party vendors to try to to license my artwork and it just caught on so it was at first it was like a little side hustle i thought it was gonna be like nail and hair money um but then it <laughs> ended up turning into yeah like that's what i
1: was thinking i was like hey i get my hair done you know i well, love that you said see, that because that's how i always start any side hustle like all right this will be my money for you know my play money like you yeah. know. Okay, oh, Sam will get his cut and then the rest is my play money like that's that's how, yeah, side that's hustle. how I looked at it yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't think
2: yeah I didn't think it was gonna blow up to where I was making more money in my side hustle than
1: my own job
2: I didn't think it was gonna go that way
1: and before yeah. we get back into that I want to know more about the name because it's obviously a play on your name but it's also related to the materials you use for your art right
2: Yes, it was. I had went through like a thousand names. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to name myself. So I know my dad is always he he said I owe him because like so I was thinking I was like Damo and Inc. And then Uh he was like, what about Damo Inc.? And I was like, I love that. So he always tells me like, he owe me. He owe me that.
1: I love that. Shout out to dad. And then you also mentioned licensing your artwork. So what does that mean in the world of art and what's the process?
2: Okay, so... I think a good thing as an artist is that um, if you can't beat them, join them. So for me, as I, I just had to join the wells, you can say, like Society6, iCanvas, or, you know, just try to license my artwork through, like, HomeGoods. Okay. Um, because, obviously, those marketplaces have more exposure. They have more advertising dollars. And also, at the same time, like, even though I'm selling through them and I'm getting less because of the commissions they're paying... Yeah. It's also, it's advertising for my own business without me having to spend any money. Um, so people will go on Society6, they'll see like a limited selection of my artwork and yeah. then they'll be like, oh, let me see what else she got. So then they'll go to my Instagram or go to my store and see I have way more to offer and then they'll purchase through there.
1: Oh, I didn't even realize that was what, that's kind of, I mean, obviously you have to, give some rights to use your work but yeah that is cool I've seen lots of artists on Society6 and done just that like well let me see what else they got
2: <laughs> oh yeah you have to I think I mean like some artists don't want to you know because yeah. you know it's kind of like you have a risk of your artwork being stolen you know right. but I think for me I think it's just kind of like an even exchange this is part of what i'm getting myself into because um, people can sell my artwork off on my instagram easily yeah. too but it's been very helpful and at the same time like society six has allowed like also licensed my art licenses my artwork to like other spots as well like they'll sell my artwork through like let's say like urban outfitters like society six helped me get into that um so it's been really helpful
1: so what was your first brand partnership for your art
2: i think it was jerky puzzles so I had reached out to them because I saw that they were collaborating with other black artists online, mm-hmm. and I just sent them emails like, "Hey, what about me?" You know, <laughs> uh, I sent them. I like yeah, that. they literally would have a way. What about me? So I sent them an email, and then it was like a few months before like the ball got rolling, and I had talked directly to the owner. She was like, "Hey, I really like your work. Let's collaborate." And then she chose my art piece, which is Cali Views. Which is totally different. Like a lot of the artwork that she was selling at that time was like more like portraiture work. And me, it was just literally a parachute floating in the the sky with the background of like California in abstract way. And it went really well. Like I think it was like one of probably a good top seller for tricky puzzles because they started selling it in stores. It was good. It was a good collaboration.
1: So how do you go about your collaboration so that you're benefiting financially while also not having to do all the heavy lifting? Because it seems like that's the goal of a collaboration, right?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think the the best thing as an artist is to always make sure it's not exclusive. But if they want exclusive rights, like make sure you get your money for it. Do not settle for like a thousand dollars for exclusive design like make sure you get paid um so most times I've always go for non-exclusive so I keep rights so then I can sell them elsewhere so my artwork
1: other places. Got it. So when did the target start knocking and how did you as an independent person doing this from home meet that kind of demand?
2: It was actually really crazy. I think it was like cool in a way because Jiggy Puzzles is what really led me to that collaboration. Mm-hmm. So one of the buyers had bought one of the puzzles from Jiggy, which was the Cali views, ah, one of and the Target and, buyers. Yes, one of the Target okay. buyers crazy enough so he loved it he had it on his wall and he reached out to me and he was like hey I like your work let's talk so it wasn't like an easy process I would say because I had to pitch to Target still you know like my work I have to show like my revenue I had to show like what kind of products I can offer and since I am a small business I couldn't go and make 50,000 you know mugs and plates and cups So I had worked with a distributor to create everything. So like, shout out to DesignWorks, Inc. They're a really cool distributor to work with. And they were able to create everything and ship it out to Target without me having to really do anything. I just had to give them my art files, you can
1: say. Nice. So one, how did you find them? Was just a simple like Google taking a chance? Or did you know an artist who worked with them already? Oh, no, they're a trusted distributor of Target. Oh, okay, okay, okay Yeah. So that's how it works. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, I, I, I think of like, I think of like other black owned brands too, when they do the collaboration with Target, they work with like distributors because it's such, it's a lot. Um. And then also it, I guess it allows like also the, the brands, like, so then like you don't have that stress of trying to make sure it gets to Target right. and
1: within certain time. Yeah, I always wonder that, like, how are these products being made? Who's making them? Who's making them? Who's sending them out (laughs) to customers (laughs) after we press order? So that's really good to know and, and good that there's that support that Target knows to have that so that they can actually take on these kind of brands and then help them to do fulfillment. Now, I want to dig a little bit deeper here because I'm so fascinated by this I'm fascinated by this world like of art and you starting this side hustle and and doing your designs so how do you stay inspired in a world where as you you do something really well other people start to adapt your aesthetic and copy your vibe so to speak Mm -hmm. how do you stay inspired to create fresh new designs
2: I think it's I, I feel like for me I've always I guess with me having a background in graph design like I guess yeah. me always doing courses we're always taught to always kind of like look into like let's say like a design website or even like a pin like Pinterest you know on yeah. Pinterest you can go on uh, a website called dribble there's a, another website called behance um I'm always just trying to find inspiration I, I so if I'm having like like severe artist block I'll go to an art museum to just mm-hmm. walk around and just see how other people are designing I think as an artist, the best thing I have done is the thought of like, there is no original thought. There is no original art piece. There is always someone that came before you. So you're always mm-hmm. pulling from some inspiration. So I think that's what helps me a lot with not trying to be like, okay, I have to be the most original artist because
1: there really there's no such thing. <laughs>
2: it's, just about, it, it's just creating, you know? It's right. really just about
1: just expressing yourself. Yes. I love that you said that because, one, yeah, I think there's so many quotes about that, right? Like, good artists steal and stuff like that. And it's not like, mm-hmm literally like about stealing, but it's about the fact that, you know, people who think that they're so creative and they came up with everything on their own are really just delusional. <laughs> because No, it is. It seems I, into I, I your do. subconscious.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, I, I it does it's like when I see artists do that, they'll post and be like, Oh my yeah. God, this other artist stole, but it's like where did you get your idea from? Yeah. You know, it's, you you had to get inspiration from somewhere. Right. You had like, to even get though it. like there's still like a twist to what you're doing, you're still pulling from somewhere, someplace.
1: Yeah, and and by essence of us just having our own minds, like of course your interpretation is always going to be different. So that's where the beauty comes from. But yeah, we're all inspired. We're we're all pulling from things that we have seen subconsciously and consciously. So I love that you yeah. say that. And another thing, I've heard you mention that a lot of brand collapse came from you posting on your own Instagram page. How did that work and how did you know to do that? I think for me I'm always
2: trying to save money in a sense. Like
1: I think, <laughs>
2: <Same> <laughs> so I think for me like <laughs> I am yeah I think like for me like I like I had done Facebook ads before and yeah. they're expensive. Yeah. so I was like okay what about you try to do like organic posting? Like try to just like post pictures, you know, especially mm-hmm. now with TikTok now everything's on video. So I try to just think of different ways to just advertise my artwork. It could just be, it could just be me just fixing stuff around the house, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I'm still advertising my work, which works for me. Um, cause with Instagram shop, um, you can just tag your products, but also some of my videos go viral. Like, like a good instance is like I had did a drawing of Monica King in crayon and it went viral on TikTok and Bleacher Report reached out to me and they're like, Hey, can you do a drawing of UNC's head coach
1: for their basketball team?
2: So I did, I did an illustration of them and it worked out for me.
1: How do you know what to charge? Like this is new territory, right? Like how are you pricing yourself to make sure you're not being taken advantage of by these huge brands too?
2: Oh yeah. I think a good thing i learned, like I I had reached out to an artist. um, His name is Charlie Palmer. So shout out to him. I, I, he was like my mentor. And when I had won a grant to the Lakers, it was a $10,000 grant plus a mentorship with him. So he's like, he's a, way more established artists than I am um so I had asked them, I was like how do you approach brands like for deals and stuff you know a brand will reach out and say like what's your price mm. so I think the best way is to flip the script on them and say what's your budget um by asking what their budget is it allows you to know how much they're willing to pay you and then uh, and then after they kind of give you that budget then you try to go into the, in the direction of like negotiating with them like all right you want to offer me this how about just a little bit more
1: and see how how far you can go? Flip the script on them, y'all hear that? What is your yeah, budget? Flip it. <laughs> Right? I, mean, your budget? I mean, no. right. I mean, that's like even something that you learn, like even like if like, so you're working
2: like for your mm-hmm. salary, like they might say like, Oh, like, what is your, like, what's your salary you're looking for? You say, yeah. what's the budget for the position? You don't want to, you don't want to be like, Oh, I'll find this game paid 50,000. And they right. really had 120 waiting for you. Yeah. So you don't
1: want to set yourself up. I'm so glad you brought it back to the salary because this applies everywhere. It applies everywhere. Yes. And all the while you're doing this, you're still selling from your own website, right? Yes. Yeah. How do you manage a fulfillment with that? Are you using the same supplier to do your own website too?
2: No, I I try to think smart. I think with me, especially with me trying to do the whole nine to five life. Yeah, yeah. Um. At first, I used to do my own prints, and like it would be like me and my fiance. We would do prints together and stuff, yeah. and it just it was just not it just wasn't healthy. <laughs> because it's like right you're trying I to make it sound like it was a date night but no <laughs> no it's not it's not because it's not fun i think right. I, for me personally it was not fun doing orders because there's a lot of stress yeah. behind it yeah. okay like it's this package right it's actually gonna make it there you know mm-hmm. so i ended up just switching it to where my items are being handled by a third-party vendor like i mm-hmm. use like like print on demand apps like let's say like printify Printful, mm-hmm. and they handle everything for me and make okay. sh- it makes sure that the the, the, the my customers are getting the right product. And and, I just don't want them to get something that's like, I know she shipped this from her house. Like she wrapped this in a Target bag. I want it (laughs) to look professional. So that's why I use something like that.
1: How do you manage the quality though? Like making sure that it's not like faded looking or anything like that once they print it.
2: Oh, I think the best thing is like, like for like other creatives, I think it's good to like order samples. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking into selling your artwork on a sweatshirt, you know, have printified, Order order a sample from them a sweater or a hat art prints anything from them you get it but they also give you a discounted price as well mm-hmm. so you can see what it looks like and then hey even even if you don't like it I mean it's still your work so yeah. you can still use it in a way um, so I think that's the best way to make sure that the quality is good okay
1: yeah you gotta get those samples. Now your side hustle started exceeding your full time salary. Yeah. So how did you feel when that happened, and, and what did you do next?
2: I think for me, it, it, it let me know that I was limiting myself in a sense. I think before I was trying to sell my artwork, my mindset was that I'm gonna get my MBA, I'm yeah. gonna go do marketing until I finally have enough money to retire. Like I, I, my mind was very simple. Like I was just a nine to five girl. That's it. I go home and I'll chill. But I think with the pandemic and just working from home and then just having the side hustle, it really taught me that I can have a very soft life. I didn't, I don't need to be driving up and down the road in traffic and <laughs> sitting in an office for eight hours. I really was like, I can have a more simple life. So I think that's, even though my life isn't simple, I saw the draw and everything, but I just like that I can just be at home and yeah. just
1: relax. I just love it so much. And then of course, other people were working from home, right? So that was good for your business. Everyone all of a sudden yes. wanted to decorate their spaces, make these, like, like myself, closet office with decor in the background. How did you see that impact your work? It was very helpful. It was, um, I think,
2: also, too, with the whole, like, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor murders. um, It definitely put a big focus on Black-owned businesses, as you saw. A lot of brands were highlighting artists. They can do, like, they'll maybe do, like, a little small brand deal with them. Like, they'll do a drawing for a social media post. Or they might even do, like, a more bigger campaign, like, Old Navy was doing by having artists do illustrations for T-shirt designs. Um, So it was a huge huge boost for Black-owned businesses during during the pandemic. Um, and then also, too, like like you said, with people being at home, they want to decorate their office space. They want to decorate their home because they're stuck in the house now.
1: Right. Um, so it was definitely a huge revenue boost for a lot of us. Once the pandemic kind of started to taper down and people had to go back into the office, well, some people had to go back into the office, did you see a shift in your revenue
2: Oh, it definitely was a shift. Um, I will say, like, some artists have reached out to me, you know, like, like how how is your bank account looking like? So you know, so I was like, yeah, it is a- it's definitely a shift. So people have to go back to work, but I think for me, I I think with me always, like, for me, I have worked like. 10 15 jobs in my life like i'm 29 right now i haven't worked a bunch of jobs so my mind has always been like okay if something's not working you gotta shift you gotta switch mm-hmm. it up so for me i was okay so the store is slowing down what do i do now so i went into the the path of just doing brand collaborations i was just doing outreach to companies and saying hey do you need something do you, you want to bring something different to your campaigns you know let yeah. me know you know it's a lot of just cold emailing and stuff but you never know what might happen. I think that's, I think that's also something I learned too by working in real estate and marketing. It seemed like yeah. the real estate agents doing cold calls doing cold emails, even though 90% of them may not lead to nothing, but at least that right. like 10% will lead to something. So I think when we just switch into brand collaborations while still selling my stuff mm-hmm. um, online, is it's kind of just kept me afloat to where it, the, the recession isn't really hurting me in a way okay. or people going back to work. You know, like you can say.
1: Yeah. In the pre-show, we were talking a little bit about how this entrepreneurship life, this side hustling life, it is, there are moments where, you know, you work for yourself. There are moments like you, where you go back and stack up some more cash, (laughs) right? So you've experienced that too. So where are you now in that journey?
2: I feel like I'm doing well. I, I have sales every day. I can't complain, I could say. I feel like as a business owner... I can if, if I don't want to work I'm fine you know if I don't want to do a nine to five I, I can survive and I and I always count my blessings every day that I'm in this position because I know that there's a lot of artists who are struggling to get sales at this point because of the there's no boost no more there's nobody right. putting us on anymore just because we're black you know what yeah. <laughs> um, so I just been really chilling also I just um, I guess for me just being a broke college student too uh, when I was younger <laughs> I've always been about saving I am yes. always about saving like I think like when I really started making money with my art mm-hmm. I had a friend she was like girl why don't you go buy you a Gucci purse get you some <laughs> Chanel or something I was like Mm-mm. I was like no I'm not living like that I, was like, I don't live like that I live bare minimum like I'm yes. not doing it like I just I I always call myself like, like a cheap date. Like I'm like, hey, you take me out. I get some food. I'm like, I, I don't I don't do nothing fancy. Like I'm just like I like to live my life simple. Cause then especially Smart. like right now with like with layoffs going on yeah. recession going on. I like to know I have a savings to
1: where like hey I can I can weather the storm if I need to. Oh yes, got to, got to. And you also have the choice like if you decide oh hey I'm home and I actually have a lot of free time maybe I can do both and get even more money. Like do you ever think like that?
2: I do. That's why I I that's why I always still did the nine to five life while still doing my artwork mm-hmm. um, because I, my mindset is always like okay like I I I, I want to save money. Um, With me having a house now that we bought our house in 2020, my mindset is like, hey, if we can get this house paid off real quick, I don't have to do any, we don't have to work as hard, you know, houses paid off, then we can focus on traveling more, you know, I just, my mindset is always like, just trying to save and just think about the next investment.
1: Yes. I feel you. Like I just always like in stack mode to the point though, where I'm like, I I have to balance it. And of course, like, you know, you want to enjoy the present. You want to celebrate your wins. And you know, you have a whole like line and target, like you, you go to target.com. Your, your name is popping out at you. What does that feel like? (laughs) I think it's, it's for real like i
2: thought like okay i used to work at target when i was like 10 years ago exactly which was really weird it was like like oh wow so i was like 18 19 i can't recall but like yeah i guess i was like i might have been 18 i I gotta look again but i was 18 and i was a terrible cashier like i was a (laughs) college student like yeah i was bad like i was just like I I guess like you know as a kid you're not really thinking about like the future you're just trying to get some money and just enough money to just be able to buy clothes at Forever Twenty One you know just just live simple um so like they would call me and they'd be like hey do you want to come in pick another shift I'd be like nope All right, or you know I was just like I was yeah. just like I was just I was just there I wasn't gonna do nothing extra I'm like I'm here to ring up people that's it. Don't ask for nothing else. Yeah. So when I got when I got let go, I was like, I'm definitely on Target's fan list like, they'll never call me for anything. So when they had called me to have my brand Damo ink inside of Target, I was like, I'm like, okay, I guess you haven't looked at my track record. But okay, <laughs> we just get that. <laughs> guess you haven't cross checked. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know, you know, don't, I'm like, don't say nothing, you know. So I was like, so, yeah, I ended up telling them, I was like, you know, I used to at Target as a cashier. So, like, this is, like, a big moment for me because it showed, like, the past doesn't doesn't reflect your future in a sense. Like, you can really change your life around to where you can become a hard worker because I was definitely not a hard worker back then. So, it's, it's, just, it's a really good, like, a feel-good moment. It's still weird. Like, I have, like, friends from, like, all over, like, the U.S. Like, I had <laughs> a friend, like, out in out in uh, like near, like near the Detroit area. And she was like, look at your mug, I see your <laughs> right. mug. Like, it was, it's just so weird in a sense, you know, just to see how far I came. Um, but I'm definitely living in a moment right now. Cause I'm just, it's, it's really cool to know like how, like how hard you work can really yes. lead to something.
1: I'm sure it's surreal at times, but just well-deserved. I mean, you're just so talented and Thank and you. your work
0: is so, so beautiful.
1: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, and when we keep them bottled up, it affects us negatively. I have found that therapy has been a safe space to get things off my chest. I had my daughter last August, and by January, I hit up my therapist like, let's go ahead and set up this monthly session. Therapy has been so helpful for me in setting boundaries, and it just empowers me to be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, this is your sign to go ahead and do it and give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HustlePro today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash HustlePro. So I'm curious to know, knowing all the things you know now about business and fulfillment and pricing, if you had to go back in time and do anything differently, what would that be?
2: I would say I wish I would have posted early, like started posting artwork early on. Mm. I wish I would have built that confidence at first. I think like, as like, when I got out of high school, I was scared to use hashtags. I didn't want to look thirsty or anything. Like, I was just scared of what people would think of me. But I really wish that if I went back in time, I would, I wouldn't have thought about that. Like I, cause I feel like I probably may, might have had more, more of a art career by now if I would have did it early. But at the same time, I'm like, maybe, maybe I had to go that way. I had to go do a, be a marketing person. I had to go to college, do all these different things to build up to where I'm at now. But I would definitely, my biggest lesson is just like, don't worry about people's opinions. Just do you, like make, do what makes you happy from day yes. one. Don't think about yes. no one else.
1: That is like one of the key things for this side hustle journey. Because when you're side hustling, people know you for one thing. They know you probably for your career. And so when you start showing this other side of yourself or just doing it more, like showing that you're taking mm-hmm. it seriously, it's easy to start to worry like, oh, what are they going to think? They're going to think I'm thirsty. I'm always posting this all the time. Like if you yeah. can ignore that human need to feel embarrassed about what people might allegedly think, like you will get so far. If you can push past, that's like a little test. If you can just get past mm-hmm. that test, there is so much waiting for you on the other side, including a lot it more is. money, y'all. <laughs> yeah that will definitely tell people
2: like i have friends they're like i want to be a contemplator i want to do modeling or you know I said then you need to post do it like you have to reach out to people i'm like i don't know what you gotta do show up at the spot that you try to model at and send them your portfolio like you just have to do it like you you have to get past that embarrassment because i will say Mm -hmm. like at first it was kind of cringe trying to reach out to brands and stuff but it's really not that bad. Like, even though you might get a no, like maybe in the future it might be a yes. So yep. I, I, my mindset is always like, Hey, like every time I post, it's just literally just like, you never know who's watching. You just, you just have to do it. You just yep. have to get over it. You can't, you just have to get over about it. it. Because, yeah, because people are going to judge you regardless. Like, even if I don't post nothing, I could just be posting a picture of me just sitting at the beach. There's somebody that's going to be like, I don't like that picture, but who cares? Because you're really just doing it for yourself. You just have to do things for
1: yourself. It's so true. And so we'll, we'll keep emphasizing that message over here in House of Pro Land because I know, myself included, we need to hear it more than once. Is that just blinders on, ignoring the peanut gallery. Now, as you move forward in life, what's your vision for Domo Inc. and for your life?
2: I really want to grow Domo Inc. to be more like, just be a bigger lifestyle brand i think right mm-hmm. now I think going be just doing like just working i haven't been able to really grow the products so i really want mm. like like with, with the target line yeah. it showed how much more i can do with domoing like with the with the paint kits like the paint mm-hmm. by number set like like i would love to have more paint by number sets just for my own company like yeah. um not just be that exclusive deal with target because people have been reaching out to me like hey, I saw you have the queen is black. Can we get a king is black? Pink? <laughs> like, I would love to have a man version of it. Yeah. And also just like, I just want to just be able to just offer more to people. Like I want to be selling candles. I want to be selling. Yeah. I, I would love to like, learn how to do some patterns, sell some furniture on the side of this. Yeah. I just want it to be like just like a space to wear, like, like a one-stop shop for mm-hmm. people of color to just find all home decor, apparel, gifts, just grow into something bigger. And then, like, I guess, for me personally, as an artist, because I do artwork on paper, I really want to get into art galleries. I really want to build my value up as the original, with my originals as well. Like, when I did CNBC, I selling my originals for thousands. So I'm like, okay, if I can sell a piece for five grand, what about in the future I can sell a piece for 50 grand? Like, there's just so much potential for me i just really just want to just keep building on it
1: it's funny that you mentioned the lifestyle space and there's so much potential right how do you balance deciding what to do first there's you have to have some level of focus and concentration right so how do you decide Mm -hmm. how many products to keep on deck on your website so you're not overwhelming your customers
2: I think for me right now I just been trying to like take it slow. I think at first when I first started thumbling, I was just throwing stuff. I was just throwing <laughs> anything on the website. You know, it yeah. just wasn't <laughs> I just felt like it just wasn't looking cohesive. So I'm trying to like slow down and look at my product listing, try to fix the ones I still have like well the current ones, um, and just try to promote those as I like, keep introducing new products. I think i was always just trying to I'm just trying to think smaller and a sense mm-hmm. so then you don't feel overwhelmed because right now mm-hmm. i have like so many things i really want to do with Dumbling but i'm like if i try to take it all on right now i'm not gonna get anything done so yes. i'm just trying to just do like one thing at a time so right now i'm just trying to like just make new designs um to put on like i, right now I really want to start like i want i my, my, well, my, uh, can't even say it What my <laughs> current idea right now is right, i'm always studying but like my current idea is i really want to start like a bathroom line so right now i like, i've been running my bathroom so I would really love to, like, create, like, rugs, bath towels, Yes, Yes. that's what I'm trying to go
1: into. Oh, that's right up my alley. Like, I literally just posted on my personal lifestyle channel my bathroom refresh. Like, I love a bathroom, okay? I love yes. decorating a bathroom. So when, oh, it's, when it's here, let me
2: know. <laughs> okay, I will. I, that is really what I'm working on. Like, my mm-hmm. mindset is just, like, what can I add to a home? Like, yes. so like that, so by now it's the bathroom the next be kitchen, living space. I'm just always trying to think of the next thing, um, but definitely trying to like be more um, aware of what I'm doing. Instead of just giving people anything, I'm just trying to think about like my customer base, like what would they want in their bathroom?
1: Right. What would they want in kitchen, their living room? Yes. And it just shows you how big the opportunity is because, I mean, if you can, you're selling out lines for Target and it just goes to show the key ingredient is you, right? The key ingredient is you. So you're the lifestyle brand. You are the creator and you can take it anywhere you want to. But shout out to Target. We love Target, right? We love the distribution and the the reach of them. But but at the end of the day, you are the main ingredient. Thank
2: you. Yeah, I appreciate that compliment. Um, yeah, it, it, my my dream is to I will say like I would love to be in Target three hundred and sixty five days a year. Like that's yes. what I'm currently trying to work yes. on. Um, so it's just about like how do I get my own distribution center? Mm-hmm. How do I do my own thing? You know, so then when I reach out to these brands, I'd be like, all right, you don't have to do none of the heavy lifting. I have a warehouse in the back. Like yep. let's do this. What do you need? You want some plates? Yep. You want some mugs? Let me know. So then I can just get it going. So right now I'm in this like building phase. So I'll say okay. I'm in my mixtape era, and hopefully,
1: the album, so. <laughs> oh, I, think it, I think it's more than mixtapes. But I get what you mean. You know, oh my, yeah. you know, maybe I got my first album. Try to get the right, first, right, album. first album. So now I'm trying to get, to- <laughs> get right, to- right. <laughs> so we're gonna transition to the lightning round. You just answer the very first thing that comes to mind. Keep it short and sweet. Are you ready? Yes. All right. First question. What is a resource that has helped you in your business that you can share with the side hustle pro audience?
2: I have someone, you would have someone to help you. I will say like, have someone that's in your corner that supports you. That yes. is so helpful yes. because that keeps your mind right. Cause when you're just sitting there by yourself, you can easily start doubting yourself. self doubting
1: number two, who is a black woman entrepreneur who you would want to switch places with for a day and why?
2: Jackie. I can't still I think it's like Jackie Anna, Jackie, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was with her. Her home is gorgeous. She's literally just in her house putting
1: uh, just vacuuming, it? Her, her
2: <laughs> vacuuming and then she literally just fell the channel in the corner and she's like yes. forever moved Actually, yeah. i'm like i want that easy life that's
1: yes. that's what i want yeah i mean her life,
2: her right. life is way more sexy, we, we don't know what, what's behind the
1: scenes cool. for sure yeah yeah. yeah yeah but it's strategic <laughs> and it's also a brand that's been built on taking time to form that community and that audience yes. a lot to learn from her for sure number three what is a non-negotiable part of your morning routine coffee i mean mm. coffee number four what's a personal habit that you think significantly helps you in business
2: every single day i try to like just hit one goal of like okay like did I at least make a new picture did i yeah. did i make a post you know i'm always just trying to set a goal to do something that makes me feel like all right I did something in my day. Like I got something done. That like That's fulfilling.
1: And then finally, number five, what is your parting advice for fellow women entrepreneurs who want to be their own boss, but are worried about losing that steady paycheck?
2: Ooh, that is tough. I will say before you give up your nine to five, it's like, mm-hmm. make sure you have the savings. Make sure that like, your business has a foundation because you really want to be able to be in a position. Like when you're running your business that let's say if someone of, of a brand or it could just be even like a, a, just a company just wants to partner with you. Yeah. And you don't want to be in a position where you get taken advantage of because you don't have the income. Yeah. So I would say always make sure before you quit your nine to five, make sure that you are financially stable to where if something comes up that's a scam or it doesn't fit right with your soul you have the option of saying no i think yes. that's the best thing that that's what makes that's what keeps a side hustle or your true hustle or this full-time hustle enjoyable to where you're not feeling yep. like i'm getting scammed for the
1: dollar yep. love it so dominique where can people connect with you and domo inc after this episode Oh,
2: perfect. Uh, so yeah, if you want to shop my artwork, home decor, apparel, and more, you can shop my website, which is com, which is domoink.com. And you can also find me on Instagram. It is Snoop Doggy Dom.
1: It's a brand Snoop blog, obviously.
2: But <laughs> it is sold <laughs> out for you. So it's S-N- O O P D-O-G-G-Y-D-O-M. Um, also you can find me. You can find me everywhere. So, like I put out, like but like my those are my two main spots and also on TikTok as well, which is yep. TikTok.com tock.com at Dominique
1: So reach out to Dominique, find her online, shop her whole collection, both on her website and Target. And thank you so much for being in the guest chair. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It was a fun conversation. Yes, it was. All right, guys, and there you have it.